What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Breaking the Comps Code. I don't know yet, quite yet, if we have a show name. Did we got any suggestions? I didn't see if there was any suggestions yet. Uh, we got Cutting the Comps, suggestion from 402 Collectibles, Code Breakers, uh, uh, Card Geek, Geek Huddle. I'm thinking yeah. about combining all of them together for uh, SP Predacious or whatever that was <laughs> from Mary Poppins. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah. Scrap, scrap all that. We're back. Andy here, back with Sean from Raven Invest. We've got updates on the Card Quest Shark web app in this episode, plus advanced analytics. We're going to be sharing with you guys information that you need to know that lead to smarter investment choices. Plus, we got a few plays that we're making right now that I've been doing research on that I think are absolutely incredible. So let's dig in. Sean, what's good, man? How's your ComC uh, balance looking these days? Uh, it's it's I'm, I'm spending it just as much as I can get it almost to these days. Um, uh, definitely sales have slowed down. Um, that's just because I'm getting into my speculation, all my good cards, all the good position guys, all the guys that have popped have already sold. So now I'm getting down to the guys that still need to break out a little bit um, that, or maybe we're pushed back in the com C list. So they're not as close to the front. So I have to wait for a few more of them to sell. Uh, what my big thing is now is I'm going through all my cards uh, on Starstock and on com C and I'm going to put some packages getter to send over uh, to eBay um, through ship my cards because I have to do it where I don't touch the cards. So I'm going to build some packages, uh, figure out what I can maybe my, my goal is to have them um, there for playoff time, which I figure is going to be the next peak of, of interest. Uh, so I have a couple more weeks to put uh, get that. But it's a lot. Of, I mean, I'm close to 2000 cards there right now. So I'm going to try and guess who's going to be in the playoffs, guess what guys are going to, to um, have big roles with injuries and things like that, put some nice rookie card lots together for playoff teams and, and see how it goes, see if I can uh, get rid of some of the inventory in, in a large uh, lump kind of thing. You know, that's the one thing. So you're going to move cards from Star Stock and ComC to eBay. Yes, essentially. Using, yes. using ShipMyCards.com. Can you yep. give us a a couple minute overview, a ninety second overview of what Ship My Cards is and how people outside of the United States and our global Quest community can take advantage of this platform? Absolutely. Basically, it just gives you uh, a place to store your cards. Um, with eBay, um, even even just the standard shipping, um, using the eBay shipping internationally. I think runs around $20 to get a, a card to me, no matter what the price of the card is. So if it's a 99 cent card, uh, it costs me about $20 to get it to my door. Now uh, with ship my cards, I can put my eBay ad or uh, my ship my cards address in my eBay account, similar to ComC and similar to Starstock and have them send the car, uh, have them receive the cards. They'll take a picture of it. And actually, they do have a marketplace as well. I don't know how popular it is. But they will basically do the same thing that uh, ComC will do, except for the marketplace is not as big. The difference is they will ship it out 
for you next day kind of thing. Um, so my plan is to, um, because they accept lots and I've even, um, we were talking on the discord, somebody posted on the discord, I believe it was at target had, uh, the $99, uh, 2021 Don Russ sets, uh, with the hollow, the hollow sets, right. They had those on sale. So for me, I can't, I don't have targets in Canada, so I can't buy that. Right. They're not going to ship to me, but with ship my cards, I could put in my ship, my cards address have pay for it, have target ship it to ship my cards and then have ship my cards, send it up to me. Right. So, so that functions gives me as a, as a U.S. Uh, address for you. Exactly. Yes. 100%. And it's not just for, um, single cards too, right? Like that, I wouldn't have access to that set at target in Canada, regardless if it, I paid a, five million dollars they obviously if they made five million dollars they sent it to me but i'd have to pay an extraordinary amount of money to get them to send that up to me because they won't ship it to me so with ship my cards i can use that i can you know now have access to those uh, maybe some um product that i wouldn't have access to in canada yes it's there's fees on top of it and stuff like that but there's still way cheaper um fees than having it sent directly to me or not having access to it at all um, but with the cards, um, it allows me again to keep the cards within the U.S. And once they they can just sit on um, ship my cards, and when they sell on eBay, I send them the address they need to ship them to. Uh, I think there was a, a three dollar fee. I think it was for them to process it to ship it out, and then plus the the shipping for the either you charge the the buyer or you pay depending on if you're doing free shipping and they'll ship it out. So it essentially works as like a, a US address for, for cards, basically. Now there are other companies that will allow you to um, ship other things. Like you can ship furniture, you can ship this. This one specifically deals with card products. So it's great for somebody like me, because if I sent it to another company that doesn't specify in cards, they're not going to relist it. They're not going to take pictures of it like a card and have it ready for me. I can, you know, take their pictures, post it on eBay. So I don't even need to, you know, the downfall is I don't get to touch the cards. I don't mm. see the cards. I don't hold the cards. I don't get to use the, um, the one touch magic, you mm. know, kind of thing. Right. So, um, that's the downfall. But the other, the other thing is having like no room for profit because if I'm paying $20, Nobody's going to buy, like if I was buying $15,000 Michael Jordans or, you know what I mean? Like high end stuff, you know what? 20 bucks is not going to be a big deal to ship it to me. Maybe it's $30 to ship it to me. And the person that's buying it from me is not going to have a problem with shipping that, like paying that shipping. But when it costs, you know, you're buying base cards, which is what I'm buying. You know, I'm buying some, some colored and some lower end stuff. Like it, it's not worth it. So that's why I need to, I needed to figure out how to keep these in the U S and ship my cards was the, definitely the best option. Again, they do have fees, but you know, they're providing a service that I wouldn't have and they're still cheaper than doing it to me. So, you know, it, it works out, it works yeah. out great for me. And I think there's the, a lot. The, well, I was thinking just the big benefit <laughs> is there. You, you now get to utilize what we get to utilize here. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, putting these platforms against each other. When supply gets too high on Starstock or Com C and supply is too low on eBay, 
then you see these big price variances. You see, you know, very high prices on eBay for certain things and low prices on star stock and uh, medium prices on Com C and, and vice versa. The other, the other way around, sometimes you see higher prices on star stock and Com C than eBay. And it's all based on supply and demand in these particular platforms. And when you have access to the service, now all of a sudden it gives you that ability to take from these platforms and put them on the other one and, and basically be that supply so that you can, you know, make exactly. that money. Yes, exactly. Yep. And it helps if you if I mean if you were in the if I lived in the US, man, I'd be I'd be laughing because I I'd be I'd have like a just a pipeline between all three. You know what I mean? And it would just be I'd be sending starts for you know, man, it would just be crazy. But it it I'm not in I'm not in the US, so I have to work with what I got kind of thing. And right now to me, like it's ridiculous how much uh, opportunities there are for star stock bees to be sold raw on like on the raw market like it's it's ridiculous mm. now granted you know you're you're good there is a risk that you're going to get one of the bees that's like a really bee like almost a c kind of thing and it'll get noted or it'll be visual in the picture but i i've watched a lot of videos i've i've talked to thomas about uh, about the bees and he says they you know he had one that was not definitely was looked in not great condition but the rest of them were good mm. so like for example i put an offer in um uh josh gordon just when he signed for the chiefs i just happened to put a random offer in on star stock for a b for a dollar prism and it's it somebody hit it up this morning now josh gordon's not really doing much like you know what i mean like he he may pick up as as Casey starts to play better. I don't even know if he's played yet, but I know, I know they signed him. I don't I haven't seen anything that he's been dropped or he's gotten trouble or anything like that, which he has a, a pension to do. But right now, there's four of them selling on Com C for twenty seven dollars to the lowest. You know, even that that cost me six bucks, or you know, cost me eight dollars to get that from Star Stock to Com C. Even if I add the dollar I cost, you know, that's tripling my money if I could sell that for $27 on Com C. Now, that's one example. And that's, you know, maybe not Josh Gordon's not the, the premier guy to be using, a, um, using it as an example, but it's just the easiest one I can show. There is a ton of arbitrage opportunities between um, Starstock Bees and the raw market, right? And my plan. Uh, going forward is to use star stock as my pre-grading service right cost of 25 cents to tell me if there's any big flaws with this cart right so instead of spending 30 dollars or 40 dollars to get it graded to find out it's crap at least i have you know an, a higher percentage if star stock looks at it for 25 cents and they graded an a then i know i've got a fairly good chance and i can just get it graded right through Starstock once um obviously PSA and VGS bring their regular service back, which I heard is coming back. But anyway, so that that's my plan because I'm not uh it, it, we do have uh Canadian uh group submitters here. Um but they're they're not a lot of them and they get filled very fast here. Um so 
that's that's my plan with Star. So I'm not going to be doing a lot of probably trading on Startstock, but what I'm going to be doing is importing cards from eBay and Comp C to see what kind of you know get a cheap review of a grade on them. You know, have a third party for 25 cents look at the card, and if it's B, then I can you know uh, lot it up again and, and get rid of on an eBay or uh, put it back on Comp C. You know whatever the case or keep it on on uh, star stock depending on what the price is going on there so that's my whole little pipeline that i want to get going there between them but i got to do it with never ever touching a card which is you know weird because people usually like to have the cards in their hands and look at them with their you know put high resolution scans on them and things like that right yeah, honestly, I think that's the one factor holding Starstock back from having more traffic, more demand for these cards. Is we could actually see the card, you know, mm-hmm. it gives it more of a of a of a real card feel to it than an NFT feel to it, yep. and um, I think that would be huge. Uh, but you're right. I want to ask you: Do you have any Mac Jones based honors rookie cards? Uh, no, I have a gridiron Kings that I pulled out of my blaster. Yeah. List that sucker today. Buy it now. Try and sell that thing because his rookie cards are five X more expensive right now than any other 2021 rookie. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. No, I, I keep an eye on the Don Russ, like on the sets on the, now I, I'm not, I don't do a lot of shopping on eBay. So, um, my my main marketplace is Com C, so I, I kind of keep an eye on what's going on with Com Com C. But um, yeah, definitely he's uh, he's the the top quarterback price in the market right now for that the twenty twenty one rookies anyway. The crazy thing is he's right now the QB. I had him pulled up here. He's the QB number twenty in fantasy yeah. football. And, you know, he's not really putting up a ton of production on a weekly basis. But what he is doing is he's making very good decisions. He's a great game manager. He's uh, scanning the field very quickly and making accurate and timely throws. And you look at the Patriots record, they're, they're pretty much neck and neck with the Bills for the lead in the AFC East right here. And they're, they're, they're pushing for a playoff run now all of a sudden. And I think it helps out too that he's just, he's maybe not having like uh, a breakout rookie year kind of thing, but he's like hands above everybody else, right? Like he's, he's not, he's not in the um, MVP kind of race numbers, but he's outpacing Justin Fields. He's outpacing Trey Lance is not even playing. Uh, Zach Wilson's, you know, injured, hurt, you know, whatever his deal is. So I mean, really, he's 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 going to get most of the attention because he's at least playing consistently, playing well. You know, um, I think I think Justin Fields is starting to come into his own a little bit there. Uh, he's looking better every week. I find um, the problem is I I, I think they're going to uh, change coaches at the end of the year, um, if not before the end of the year, depending I guess how the rest of the year goes. So I think. Uh, uh, Nagy, I believe it is, is he's going to be out. So I think they'll bring somebody that will be able to work with Justin's talents a little bit better. You know, 
Mm. Yeah, look at this star stock chart, dude. This is exactly what you were Mm. talking about earlier or going to your point is that, you know, this card looking out, shout out to 402 Collectibles. He sent me a note in the Discord said, hey, man, should I be selling Mac Jones? I just noticed they're selling and buy it now for $30 on eBay. Mm -hmm. I looked up, compared Trevor, Zach Wilson, um, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. They're all selling for under $10. And and you look here, even the Starstock B base 2021 Donruss, which has a higher print run than 2020, 2019, Mm -hmm. 2018, is the Starstock B is selling for $12.93. So there's an immediate opportunity to buy one for $13 or buy them all for $13 on here. And sell them on eBay for 30, 35, or the Star Stock A's right now. You can see somebody yesterday paid $58 for one. Today paid 30. Now you've got them listed from uh 50 on here. If he has a good game tonight, man, this is gonna keep going up and the supply is still limited on here. But we know that the supply is really not limited on this card. No. There's a ton of new sets coming out from Panini all the time right now by the yeah. end of the year. The, this this cart is just going to be um, a base card. Now, it does have the iconic rated rookie logo, so it's always going to kind of hold mm-hmm. value. But, I mean, this card right here, Sean, if I were to look up Lamar Jackson, I think Mac Jones based Donra's rookie card from 2021 I, with I a higher say, yeah. run is probably mm-hmm. the same as Lamar Jackson at this point. It is, yep. Yeah, it's pretty That's close crazy. anyway. For, and, I, um, and I get it. Lamar Jackson, I, I've you know t- had some conversations with some people about why they think it is that Lamar Jackson's uh, rookie cards aren't closer to Josh Allen's. And it's because of the fact he's, you know, 70 percent running back or 60 percent running back and 40. And, and we talked about this last week. You hold your breath every time you yeah. see him run up the gut, yeah. you know, and make all well, those crazy moves. I was thinking about this too. Another thing too, I noticed um, with the print runs of the quarterback, the closer they are to the front end of the draft, I believe they print less of them. As you get later on in the draft, like second, third, fourth round quarterbacks are are printed less than first round quarterbacks. Right? So Lamar is at the back of the first of the first round. So if they would have printed him only in 2018, prior to that, probably, I don't know what the process is, like how far in advance they have to print cards or, you know, if they print up until the the next set comes, I'm not sure. But they may have not printed as many, or sorry, they may not printed as many um, Baker and um, the other guys in that draft, Josh Allen, right? They may have printed more Lamar, which means that there's more of them around. More, you know, brings the debate. And and with those, you know, with those cards, um, they're not huge numbers in between. Like so, the difference, say, between a thirty dollar Lamar and a fifty dollar Josh Allen could be the fact that there's, you know, quite a bit more Lamar. That could give an you know an indication that that's what the difference in the price is. I don't think so. I think uh, a lot of things too. I, again, you're, you're right. It has to do with his injury. You know, look how look how players' prices drop when they get injured, right? Mm-hmm. They bought him out. So if you invest in a lot of Lamar Jackson and he's running all the time and doing this and doing that, and you know, 
um, it's, it's a risky, it makes it a little more risky. So that means maybe people might shy away, you know, it'll be great. It, it's great for people like me who want to buy Lamar and don't care. You know, um, I'm not worried about necessarily investment portion of it. You know, it's, it's a PC card for me. So it's, it's great for that, but it would be nice to be able to have like a, you know, a ton of Lamar Jackson rookies after he's won four five, six MVPs, who knows, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's the youngest player to win the Heisman. Uh, is very likely with with the way I've seen his passing ability uh, progress in his career here mm-hmm. that he 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 can definitely win an MVP in the future. I just think you know going back to these these uh, twenty twenty one based on you know quantities like we just looked at Lamar Jackson here on Starstock and he's got like two hundred in the vault. He, even mm-hmm. Josh Allen twenty eighteen based on here on Starstock. He's got like one hundred and fifty in the in the vault, right? One hundred fifty mm-hmm. cards. Uh, compared to Justin Fields and Mac Jones, who only have like 20 to 30. And you look at Justin Fields, to only two right. star stock Bs, only 19 star stock A's in the vault, selling from $10, which is about what they're selling for on eBay. And he's he's right now, he's on an ascension. The last yeah, few weeks, sure. he's looked better and better, even against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had some incredible plays made, some throws and runs with his legs. And mm-hmm. so he's very much ascending. And I, I just think that uh, it's important to point out that this is an optical illusion. The fact that this is a limited supply card right now, because uh, in two years, whenever this is the new 2018 Donruss, so in two years when there's 2023 Donruss, and this is, you know, the uh, old news, this is two years old, but he's mm-hmm. very much an MVP caliber player in the top five conversation for mvp there there's probably going to be more than 200 of these on this platform if this platform's still around right sean yeah yeah like if you can get the thing is the getting into the the right price right you need to get into the right price for these guys and um if you get in the right price it almost doesn't matter necessarily how many there are because you you you're getting a good you know like and there's the one thing I want to mention too. There's a there is an actual um, occasionally opportunities with the new cards to get stuff at really ridiculously priced. I mean low, because people don't know what to set the price for. They don't they don't have comps. They don't you know what I mean. I've been able to score cards that are selling for five or six dollars. You know a week later for fifty cents on Com C. Because the person didn't know how to price it. There was nothing to really compare it to. So you can actually get some really good, but you're going to get a lot of high price stuff because there's only one card on there. The person's going to want to put it for, you know, whatever they want. Now, if it's the week of the release or week and a half after the release, they're guessing at what they're going to put. After a month and a half, if they're still the only card, they're going to know okay, this is what, you know, roughly what I can ask for this and or expect for it, you know? And, but again, there's also some people, and look at that, 50 bucks. That's crazy. The, these are the only cards on Com C. This is exactly. Yeah. So go another to the, opportunity. Go, to, go up yeah. there, go to the, look at 106 of them. Is that? I can't see that's not on your Oh, page. yeah, that's 106 so sales. So you're looking at the chart. Best sale, 5903, just three days ago. So that's uh, like here on Com C. Yeah, some yeah, and that's sent home. Those 37 sales are cards that have been shipped. So either bought through eBay 
uh, bought through cart, meaning somebody didn't sign in. They just went in, clicked it, put it in their cart, paid with their card and had it shipped out. Or the person sent it, flagged it for shipping and sent it home from ComC. So the first person I'm going to recommend that everybody in this show today buy after you sell your Mac Jones rookie cards like right now is Justin Fields. How do you, how do you feel about that, Sean? Because I feel yeah, yeah. very strongly, you know, with the attention that these Just, rookies get, there's still a lot of game. We got a 17 week season this year. And right now the, the bears are three and six. We know they have an above average defense. Um, and I think that bears could very much with the ascension of Justin Fields here, we could see a huge increase in the value of Justin Fields, rookie cards coming into the holiday season here. Uh, I'm looking at that right now. Like uh, yeah, licking my sure. chops. Well, so I'm buying, well, you Justin know, the guy, Fields. you know, the guy that I've been targeting pretty, pretty hard. Um, but yeah, I've been keeping my eye on Justin Fields as well. It's just, it, I, I feel that they're, um, a little bit high high price for me. I'd like him in that $4 range for that base Don Russ. I'd feel a little more comfortable with that. I know it's $2 and people might think, oh, that's wishy-washy. But when your budget's $20 to buy from, $2 is, you know, a, a, a chunk of it, right? So. Oh, what, but, I, what I find wild, Sean, is I'm looking at the chart and it says best sale on 1010. Uh, and that that's a month and a week ago. And that was $27.44. So. Like everything yeah. in me screams that if I were to buy this one, 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 all of these on this first page, buy every yep. single one of them on this first page. And and even these two at $20. And then the next ones are at 47 that I make mm -hmm. profit of every single one of those here in the next month. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you could get them out the door. That's the thing. You need to get them out the door because if you buy them at that price in six months, I don't think they're going to be um, worth that $27. You're right absolutely right. It's very much a flip thing because once Prism Optics Select come out, or, yeah. you know, or any of these other new sets, you got XR coming out soon, Illusions, mm -hmm. you know, coming out soon. Absolute is making its way through the marketplace, but, you know, none of those are as iconic as uh, 20. 21 like donner the rated rookie logo but when mm. optic comes out it's like you know for base donruss because yeah. they also have a rated rookie logo and, and they've then also, prism select they've also had six months to load them on the sites too right we're only talking what it's been out like a month and a half two months right maybe. so right, taking so advantage of that limited supply right now makes so much sense in in my opinion it is it is like you just got to be careful you got to be careful because you can i mean I did it last year. Like I went in and I bought a premier Jalen Hurts for ten bucks. I thought, you know, I was buying I was buying Don Russ based on Russ for ten dollars and happy with that. So I figured a premier, you know, even though there was the club version, a premier is not not too bad for ten bucks. That's got to be better than a based on Russ. That's got to be higher on the tier, right? Well, freaking, they're selling for like forty cents now. <laughs> You know, something ridiculous, like 89 cents or something ridiculous now. Right. So, and, and no, yeah. you know, yeah, that, that, and, that stings a little bit, but you know, and no offense to your Baltimore Ravens, but looking at the bears upcoming schedule, man, with the way that uh, fields is starting to play, man. And the, with the way I've seen offenses gash up the, 
the Ravens defense. I know last week Miami it was so funny listening to our our uh, first episode after that game on Friday, and and you were kind of predicting it. You were like, I yeah. don't know, man. And and what happened? Miami came out and beat them. It was like a game that was well, drugged out in the mud and everything. And the thing, the thing with us this year, and it's and it's killing us, is that if you took away like ten defensive play, like ten offensive plays over the last six games. We'd have like a top three defense. We're giving up big plays. They have a ton of miscommunication. Guys are getting left wide open here and there. You know, um, and now it's not all big plays. Like they're they're giving up a few yards. I mean, they lost one of their starting quarterbacks for the year, so that that hurts out a, a little bit. But um, you know, you take like there's like ten plays that you take away, and they're they're going to be in the top top five in defense. But they're getting killed in those ten plays. They're all scoring. They're getting you know wide open guys, and you've seen it every every week. There's a guy that's just completely wide open, like, and it's a miscommunication. It's not they can't guard him. It's two guys are going to the same spot. You know, one guy's supposed to drop, and one spot's supposed to stick in zone or something, and and you know they both go in in zone or whatever. You know, um, it 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 it's tough when you know. Uh, when you have guys that don't get a lot of reps and they're asked to step into games and, and Baltimore has an extremely complicated defense, even for the people who know it, it's complicated, let alone people trying to dissect it, you know? Um, so it's, it's complicated to learn and guys are going to miss assignments when you have 20 plus players on IR, you know, you're going to have third, fourth string guys coming in that are going to miss assignments and blow assignments, you know, and, you know, Mm. plus, I mean, you know, players are good in the NFL, you know, like you make a mistake against some teams and they're going to make you pay, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) going back to this 2021 Donruss, this, this this whole scenario is making these uh, complete sets look better and better. These 2021 Mm -hmm. Donruss complete sets that you were talking about flipping, uh, towards the beginning of the show, absolutely. Don't buy yeah, them from Marigold. They're by the yeah. Well, that one's not too bad. They were ninety nine dollars on Target. Uh, Fanatics sell that, for yeah. Fanatics has one too as well that have a different um, a different extra card. The five I think they're the purple prisms. Check it. Check it out, man. Look, Fanatics exclusive ninety dollars auction today so i'm seeing auctions look at this one dude 55 dollars in an auction today they probably ended it towards this morning 71 dollars 84.99 so that's your price point you want to target those complete sets you're already yeah. paying off half of that set with the mac jones right now alone exactly, if you were yeah. to crack it open and then you've got the justin fields which i think by all accounts is going to keep going up and then you add in the Trevor Lawrence for another 10 and the Trey Lance yeah. for another 5 to 10 and the uh, Zach Wilson for another 5 to 10. You know, the running He's backs been... are at least worth about, you know, the running backs and wide receivers are a dollar, two dollars each. Oh, yeah, because then you add in like... Jamar Chase yeah. and Najee Harris and Rondale mm-hmm. Moore and Elijah Moore and, you know, all it's, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Carter. You, you know, there's all kind of... Um, even though Chuba Hubbard really hasn't, I think he's uh, largely underwhelmed uh, as Christian McCaffrey's backup and now CMC's back. So, mm. but but still, I mean, it's uh, it's like that's like a no-brainer investment. Yeah. So, Sean, 
give us an update on the quest shark web app because last time we talked we we're adding in a ton more analytics and metrics yes. into this so kind of give us what what we're adding in and uh why we're adding it in um, and what what we're looking at right now well um really when we talked about it um we're since we're noticing this year um that performance is driving a lot of the sales as per last year where it was a lot of hype when we initially put in uh we had built in a lot of hype elements uh to popularity um fantasy projections things like that while now that we're seeing the performance driven activity uh we talked and and we felt that you know including that current performance um aspect into um the tool was something that we needed to to add before releasing rather than making it an update after and i really agree because i mean knowing how well a player is doing um helps you make totally make a decision on what you want to do with that card do you want to sell it do you want to keep it do you want to hold it you know things like that so um adding that aspect into the tool was a was a big thing that I, it did add some extra time to, to coding it for sure but i think it adds a, a ton more value and will help pinpoint opportunities for people um as we've been talking about last week we went through a couple of players that we picked out and went through and we both had you know a bunch of tabs open on our on our screens and looking up the analytics and this and that this the tool will allow you to incorporate that from the beginner to the expert meaning if you want to look at just the results of the analytics that andy compares and we all compare um to to pick these breakout players then you can just look at the scores if you're our hardcore nerds like us want to look at the statistics see the raw numbers those are available too we make them all available in front of you you can you compare them against other players and we will be adding the the pricing um into it so you'll be able to incorporate that and i'll, and I'll go through a kind of a little bit i'm going to go through the, a little bit of a walkthrough here um i was unfortunately unable to get a working demo ready with the new uh stats uh available on everything like that uh, but i kind of show you I'll, I'll give you example uh show you what it looks like but uh, i'll show the functionality of the the uh, current version of the tool um and probably within the next two days i'll have the stat function ready to go and um so let me switch screens here so yeah talking about your your production metrics so <laughs> for quarterbacks that's going to be um, attempts completions yardage yeah. touchdowns and then also rushing attempts rushing yards rushing touchdowns and then it's going uh for wide receivers it's going to be um it's going to be tart uh well it would be completions or completions, uh, receptions, receptions yards touchdowns and targets are pretty much the, the the main metrics that we can get from the receivers um I do, however, do a total yards, actually. So if they have had some runs, it will be incorporated in there um, for yards and touchdowns. So I did total touchdowns and total yards. Um, 
the way that I looked at it, we could talk about this. This is stuff that we still haven't necessarily um, 100% worked out. Uh, but this is kind of what I went on um, for like, you get a guy like Tom Brady who has 4,000 uh, passing yards, but you get a player like Lamar Jackson who has only 2,000 rushing or passing yards, but say has 2,000 rushing yards at the same time. Mm. Combining the yards together gives you a more accurate picture of how they're, they're playing rather than saying, because if you were to look at just passing yards for quarterback, Lamar Jackson looks not even in the class of Tom Brady at 4,000, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to incorporate the total yards because of, and you get running backs that are more wide receivers than running backs. Like look at DeAndre Swift, the dude's 15th in receptions for everybody. You know, like he's not going to show up as a rusher on the rushing statistics, but his receiving stats are going to bring him up because he's productive in the receiving portion, right? So when we look at the running backs, we're looking at their rushing plus their receiving. Um, Really, the wide receivers can only look at the receiving, but we do incorporate the rushing as well because most wide receivers are not going to be uh, do do much rushing, but you'll have the odd guy that'll do the end around or the jet sweep or something like that. And then the quarterbacks, which we look at their passing and their rushing. And then we look at like accuracy and completion. And, you know, we want the attempts. The attempts uh, shows uh, their opportunities. Um, you'll be able to look at what uh, what guys are getting opportunities, what, you know, maybe a, car, uh, a guy's not, um, performing and he's not selling because he's not getting snaps, you know, and you'll be able to see the attempts, the targets that the guy's getting the, uh, you know, you'll be able to look at uh pass run ratios, you know, kind of um, this team is uh, this quarterback has attempted 700 attempts, but everybody in the league is only in the 500 range. Well, now that'll stand out to, Hey, this guy's, this team's throwing a lot. So maybe look at his receivers to, what are they doing? Are they going to be in the limelight? Are they going to get attention? Are they going to have a, a big game, right? Like you want to, my goal is if I'm I'm going to game for guys, I want to game for guys that are going to be in the highlights, the guys that are going to be the stars, the guys that are going to, you know, run for the, the have the big, the big stats and things like that stick out, right? Yeah. And, and um, in addition to that, you're also pulling in team type of rankings as well right mm-hmm. yeah i'll pull off the records of the teams and um incorporate that with the power rankings um the team popularity and that'll incorporate right into the to the team score and it'll give um because we're seeing that because you get guys like you know the classic guy like calvin ridley who's you know an amazing receiver but doesn't get the hobby love because he's in atlanta and they they suck you know, um, not that Atlanta is even that terrible of a market. It's just their team is bad. No, you know what I mean? Like having those gut wrenching losses, you know, um, you know, losing, um, losing those games where they were up big, you know, that doesn't make people want to buy his, buy his cart, you know, smart investors like us, we say, Hey, that's a great opportunity to buy. I mean, you can't go wrong when you buy a good, a card of a good football player. Somewhere down the line, it's going to go up. It may take 15 years. It may take two weeks. You buy a good football players that are are, are good. You're you can't go wrong, right? So, um, yeah. But that's, that's better than <laughs> falling into the uh, the Mike White syndrome 
yeah. uh, that Carter and those I talked about quick, the other day. Yeah, those are just like quick flips. You know what I mean? For me, like um, being on a budget is hamstring sometimes because I can't take advantage of stuff. Like for that perfect example of that Mike White. I looked at that. Uh, there was, I don't, for those of you who don't know, uh, Com C posted a Mike White National Treasures card that flipped. The person bought it on in September, I think it was, and flipped it when he got his first game. And it was like $25 they paid for it and flipped it for almost $900. I looked at that card. I could have purchased that card. I purchased Mike White cards. I flipped Mike White cards. But that $25 for a speculation backup quarterback that might or might not play out of my budget just wasn't going to work, right? So that basically, and I typed that in our Discord. I was like, when budget flipping screws you over, and I posted that. Because I, you know, like I was looking at Mike White cards. I purchased Mike White cards. If I had 15 k in my ComC account, I would have purchased that $25 card. What's twenty five dollars into fifteen k? It's it's not a big, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, there's probably a ton of opportunities that I miss like that because I don't have it in the budget to to buy the card. You know, I can't buy thirty forty dollar cards for speculation stuff. You know, right now. So, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Uh, to get back to your point, you, you're going to have guys that will have spikes and that you can take advantage of spikes when they get playing time. But they're not like Mike White is not going to be a long term investment. Shouldn't be a guy that you expect over the long term is going to make you money. He will may have spurts. He may have um, times where he even has great games and becomes the hero. But then it's just going to be peaks and valleys, like super huge peaks and valleys with guys like that. Right. And in, in my mm. eyes, but if you can yeah, take advantage I'm, of the I'm, peak I in the valley, then you. great. You know, and like if you can take advantage of it, awesome. If you can get at the right time, like I was buying Mike White stuff in August when it was like, nobody cared about it. People were happy for me just to take it off their hands almost to the point. Right. So you got to be ahead of the game and you also got to, um, be prepared that you're going to probably miss more than you're going to hit. You just got to make sure those hits like that are, are abundant, you know, like flipping it, buying a $25 card and flipping it for 800 is a huge, absolutely monster return. Right. It's not going to happen. That may be like one out of a thousand flips will, will ever be like that. But when you got that opportunity, you got to make sure you got to get it, you know, show, maybe we'll dig into the tool here. Show yeah, my, let's my, dig into the tool show uh, my for baby a few off. minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 all your hard work, man. Just give us a give us a quick tutorial, uh, what we can expect and kind of how it works, and yep. um, and then I'll talk about one more play that I've got, and then uh, I'll let you get out of here. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so uh, this will be the screen uh, that we're we presented in when you log in, um, and I will just log in here. Uh, remember my password did i did it yeah i remember my password all right so yeah. uh, i i figured this was the best position for my face um it's just blocking out the logo but gives you all access to the, the buttons and stuff like that all right so 
Uh, this will be the the um, the the screen that you pop uh, load up when you initially load the tool. So whenever you're going to do anything, you always have to pick a, a position player, a position first. You have to load players to be able to view the stats, be able to view the prices, to be able to view the link, whatever the case may be. You have to load the player. So you're always going to want to come up and choose a position. And um, if you, I'll, I'll show the new version that I've, I've the, the graphic part of it's there. The back end is not completely finished, but I've actually removed the all button. Um, and I mentioned that just simply because we don't really, I, I find myself not often comparing running backs to wide receivers or quarterbacks to running backs or, you know, vice versa. So the all button, this is a very comparative tool. It's built so that you're able to easily compare players against each other. Um, so having the all button, having all the players crammed into one screen, I, I, I didn't feel there was any value right now. Andy and I can and chat about it later and we can see if we can maybe come up with something that um, may work for an all player kind of situation. But right now, I, I just don't believe it works best with the tool. So I've removed that. So essentially, you just want to pick whatever. So we'll, we'll pick the, the the kings of the hobby there. We'll pick the quarterbacks. We'll, we'll bring them up. Um, so you'll see it brings up this, the basic information, the player's name, uh, the team, their position, uh, their draft year, and their quest rank. And again, uh, once the tool is um, released, we will have an in-depth overall of what kind of consists of the quest rank. Basically, the quest rank, again, is the rank for that player for that position. And the it ranks the quest score. And what the quest score does is that incorporates all the analytics that Andy's been talking about for the last two years, year and a half, year and three quarters, whatever it is. And it puts it into a number. And because, again, this is such a comparative, um, uh, I don't want to say industry hobby, I guess where you're always com doing comps on players, on cards, on prices, on everything, comp, comp, comp. The quest score is based on how far that player is away from the average of the other players. So you get the average for that particular stat. Like we'll take an example for uh, passing yards. So we get the average uh, for all the players passing yards in the league. Now, what what our tool does we it will take that that passing art for each player will assign a score and that will show you how far apart people are for example um you know if we were to use that tom brady and lamar example that i used earlier for that you would see that say tom brady would get a score of maybe 70 and Lamar Jackson would get maybe a score of 40 or 50, depending on what the, the average is kind of thing. Um, probably he would probably be under the 50, though. So that would show you how much of a huge gap there is between two players. And what that allows you to do is that allows you to identify uh, opportunities. So, for example, what I'm going to do is I'll bring up uh, the quest score here. We'll just load that up. So now you see after I, I click on the quest score, we get all the scores loaded up. 
So the quest score is an accumulation of the fantasy score, which is the fantasy projections for the year. The team score, which, as I said, is the, uh, the power rank, uh, the team popularity, the market size, you know, things like that. We're going to be adding into that um, with the record and things like that. Um, but and then the athletic score, which we've now changed into core metrics. Uh, and basically, this was the physical attributes of the player his throwing ability, his running ability, his football intelligence. And we we decided we were using, originally used measurables, I believe it was from Player Profiler, but we couldn't get all the measurables on everybody. So we were having trouble finding a clean source of data for everybody. Then it just popped in my head, why don't we use the Madden attributes? Madden spends a ton of money to get these player ratings correct. Why not leverage all that money they spent on that to take the physical attributes of a player and and rate rank them, right? So what we do is we take for um, the core metrics, which were formerly athletics uh, or athletic, we take all the, you know, uh, again, for a quarterback, for like throwing ability, his uh, um, football intelligence, which would, you know, be awareness in the game, um, a deep, uh, pass accuracy. You know, uh, we want quarterbacks that throw the deep ball because that gets the highlights, that gets the people, that's what people want to see. So the more accurate downfield the guy is, the more chance he has of throwing a big, long touchdown, has more of a chance getting on highlights, which means have more chance of people seeing him, which, then, you know, goes down the line, right? So that's that's the theory behind all the stats that we're using. You can take the physical attributes of the player and now quantify them against other players to see how much of a physical advantage they have along with the team advantage and a in a fantasy projection and you roll that up all into one and that you got your quest score. So if you're not big on statistics super hardcore and like Andy and myself, you know, you know, you don't like completely diving in, you like the work that Andy does but you're not really you don't like having 15 web pages open and looking for rare statistics, things like that. This is the probably the, the type of thing that you would you would love because you can now just take that score, that quest score there, and that incorporates everything into it. All the analytics, all the metrics that he, Andy's been talking about, as I said, for a year and a half or whatever it is, are all ruled into that score. You just got to understand what the score represents. And then once you understand what the score represents, then, then you're good. Now you can take that score and compare players against each other and say, okay, well, Cam Newton's a 28 and he's a 48. and Or what, what's going to be the best example of this is going to be is going to identify uh, price gaps between equal players, right? You're going to get two people with very, very close quest scores and very, very, very far apart rookie card prices. And that's going to be a flag that's going to pop up in your head and say, wait a minute, why is this guy so low rookie cards, right? So that brings us up to the next aspect of the tool. Um, well, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. I just wanted to mention, too, we we do have this level for everybody, you know, who just wants to look at the final answer, just wants to see what the end result of all these analytics works out. But we also have, the section for the guys like Andy and I that are the super stat nerds. 
If you want to get into the stats and see what we actually use to come up with the score, you can go into the stats section and pick one of the stats and it'll break down all the stats that we use. Okay, so for the athletic, as I said, this was the Madden scores, the Madden ratings. So we took the awareness, we took the throw power, the deep accuracy, the play action, the throw under pressure. Um, we took those and we incorporated them all into a physical attribute for a quarterback a score. And that, again, will now allow you to compare the other, other quarterbacks' physical attributes to see where uh, players stand out. So we get all this information. I'm going to pop back in the, to the quest score. We get all this information. As I said, the best way that I see for to use it is to to be able to differentiate when prices uh, don't add up for a player. If you've got two players that are really close in quest score, but miles apart in rookie cards, then that's that's stuff that we hope that the tool is going to make um, uh, easier to find. So we've got two options when we we've got for the prices. So right now we also uh, we have a link section where if you will click on the get links button, you can pick either com C or star stock. We'll do com C because we know I all love com C. <laughs> I'm com C guys, so we'll do com C. And now we have all the links for com C populated. So if I want to go look for a Baker Mayfield prism, I click on the link. It automatically brings up. I probably won't be logged in. No. So um, you'd have to, at some point, you'd have to log in. But this now brings up all the Baker Mayfield com c all the links on com c so i can come and check the prices out check what's available whatever the case may be but we've actually kind of uh, get, made it one step further that you will actually get these prices pulled into the tool i'm working on that right now i've uh, i've made quite a bit of progress i just got to put some finalizing touches on it uh get a few things organized but essentially you'll do the same thing as you would do with the links you would click on the get prices. It's going to pop up a little box and you're going to see the prices populate here. Now, what's going to pop up with this box, we are going to see at set. So you're going to be able to view them by prism. So you'll be able to view star stock and com C prices for prism for tops or optic uh, or tops. Uh, I want to, sorry. I should probably explain this a little bit. The way that I've grouped them in the, in the tool and actually kind of the way that I view them, I view Don Russ and the and the, the the 2015 and below tops as kind of like the same level. It's the base paper set. And the tops chrome equals out to the optic, right? If you kind of look at, from back like 2011 to 2015 kind of era, right? So I've grouped them together. So you'll see... If a guy doesn't have an Octa card but has a Topps Chrome card, you'll see them in the same column, right? For example, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have an Optic card. You see here, he's got a Topps Chrome. So I've got the Chrome and the Optic together, and then the Don Russ and the Tops put together because I kind of feel like they're in the different eras of the same set level, if, you, if that makes any sense. Mm. Okay. So to get back to the prices, so we'll, we'll, we'll click on the get prices button. It'll pop up a box just like the, the links. You'll be able to choose a set and it'll show you the quantity, uh, the current price for Com C um, and then Star Stock A and Star Stock B. 
Now, as an added thing, which is something that came out of one of our meetings uh, a little while back, we've now added a new feature uh, or we'll be adding a new feature that when you click on the player's name, this screen will also pop up and I just got to pop. I don't have it ready yet. So I had to kind of fake it a little bit there, but this screen will pop up. And basically um, what that, that does is you would click on, I, I know I've got Jalen Hurts. This was just a, a concept picture that I sent to Andy. But if I was to click on Jalen Hurts name, this would now bring up the prices for the four four major brands for the two different sites on top of being right on top of having the um a, in the tool itself to compare the actual one set compared to the other now this gives you the same opportunity to compare all four uh sets the four major sets the way that i look the four major sets of all the prices for that one particular player so that that'll be something that i think adds a, a tremendous value and again have we said there's nothing else like this on on the internet right now that i've seen maybe there will be maybe other people are developing stuff i don't know but a football-based uh uh, tool that pulls all this information into the tool for you. And again, as it says in the tagline here, you know, it's metrics that lead to smarter card investments. It's, you know, everything Andy's been talking about for the year and a half, using these metrics to predict how players are going to play. And then in turn, when they predict how they can play, we can predict how their rookie cards are going to sell. You know, it's not, it's not an exact science and it's not perfect. But with all the tools that are out there, we can take this information and leverage it to make the best decisions that we can. Maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. But if you're constantly making good decisions and good high percentage decisions, you're going to be right more of the times than you're going to be wrong. You know, <clears throat> like I always go back to my poker analogy there. Like you're going to play aces every time. You get two pocket aces, two, they don't win every hand. Um, aces they only win about 60 some odd percent of the time but you win 60 percent of the time that's more than how you know what i mean right mm -hmm. so if you consistently pick uh, make good decisions you're gonna you're gonna end up making more right answers than wrong um you just gotta you know it's not everything's gonna be it's not gonna be perfect um the player still has to get play you know as we've seen this year injuries are probably killing a lot of people not only with fantasy, but for um, rookie card prices and investments. And, you know, it, uh, it it goes up and down. But, I mean, this, I think, gives you the yeah. best opportunity to make the best decisions. But but the key word you said there is not only fantasy. Like, we, we have to deal with injuries. You know, professional or football organizations have to do. Everybody's got to deal with injuries. Yeah, yeah. And it's just part of – it's part of the game. It's a full contact sport. So it's <laughs> like, you know, that's just – that's the, the beautiful thing about rook cards you have a physical tangible asset that you can hold on to and what i love that you've done with the tool here sean is that you pulled all these metrics into one place and correlated putting everything against each other so we can get this information with a click of a couple buttons yeah uh, i want to ask you yes. what what uh what kind of quest score does matt stafford have on there 
Matt Stafford. Um, oh, I gotta get the quest score back up. Matt Stafford had a 57, which puts him rank 11th. But again, that's not rank yeah. 11th on the quarterbacks. But that's that's with what we had prior to today. That's not including the performance uh, metrics that we were going to be including now. Okay. So well, that, that's that good would, because so basically some... look at look at this as like preseason. A preseason point of view, essentially. Right, because that's gotcha. really... Okay, well, he's had some up and down games this year, but overall, it, he's played really well. I mean, he's on... I mean, if yeah. Matt Stafford, the Rams, they can potentially win a championship. Now, all of a sudden, we're looking at Matt Stafford, the Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And the Rams are 7-3 and three right now, right behind the Cardinals at 8-2. and two. They're very much in uh, wild card contention. They've got the defense to get there. And Matt Stafford prices at the beginning of the season were very expensive. And we talk about base cards. His rookie year is 2009. The base cards from 2009, the print run on those is significantly, significantly lower. I mean, it's it's pretty very conservative (laughs) than any of these modern years. And, uh, I mean, yeah, you're going to pay probably – 50 60 70 dollars for one but compared to what they were at the beginning of the season they're down like 50 percent mm-hmm. right now and this is a guy that i'm actually uh, recommending that you guys go out and buy any of his rookie cards that you can find in auctions like uh, i found an auction right here shauna and i really like this bowman uh chrome from matt stafford in 2009 is a really yeah. nice card and, I'm, a big, uh, I'm a big Bowman fan. Um, they, yeah, I'm, man, they're they're ending in auctions right now for very good, very fa- favorable prices. You know, let me see if I could do this and show you guys here on the on the eBay. So I had his his Com C pulled up, and there's the Tops Chrome base two from '99. At the same as the short print Tops base at '95. There's just, the Bowman Chrome two sorry, from '75. Cut you off there. Sorry. The the tops that you looked at was a noted one. Noted, so okay, noted yeah, means some yeah, kind so of. Damage. There may be a different raw price, uh, depending on. Um, they're usually not the same. So just, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just wanted to point that it's a Comp C thing. You gotta watch out for. I've, I've been burned by it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, no, but I think that's a great point. And looking at these, you know, there is no abundant supply of any of these cards. You're talking about. Uh, base score ex to nm now you look at this one there's 21 at 665 but 21 is nothing compared to these modern day cards and scores like your base base set and from 665 mm-hmm. i i think this is absolutely incredible you look at the raw yeah, sold the- up to ten dollars and 38 cents just on october 4th and i know that's not like the main go-to i would i would kind of start here at the uh maybe the tops platinum which we had a raw going for up to $45 September 30th. Now they're on sale for $17.65. You know, the raw uh, tops finest here uh, at the end of September at $48. Now they're at $38. So you can see how the prices are are down across the board, and it gets even better over on eBay. 
And I would say too that if you look at those prices that you just brought up there, the four um, when you clicked into the menu, mm -hmm. those I would feel would be the equivalent to buy it now on eBay. Somebody went in and said, "I want that mm -hmm. card. I'm buying it. I'm sending it home. This is the price I'm paying for it." Boom, right? So that's a great I'm, point because the ComC listings come through eBay, and like a third of those sales are going to be be driven through eBay. So that because that because that sale price represents what somebody paid for a card that was the highest sale that was paid for a card to be sent home off the site. So if somebody's purchased a card for five hundred dollars on the site, but it's still located on the site, you won't know that sale. It'll still show forty eight seventy five. But that forty eight seventy five, you know that somebody came on and purchased that and sent it right off. Right. And that's usually I've not found very many cards. There are cards, but I've not found very many cards that are currently for sale that are bigger than that biggest sale price. So that gives you an indication of maybe um, if you look at the past performance and situations, if that player can reproduce that, maybe that's the level, the cap of the card or the, you know, the growth, what's left of growth in the card, you know? Mm. yeah but very see, good it, point there I'm it's just... really it's really it, it's it's such a it's such a um thing like to me like there's it's everything's got a level right like if you have say um you know under under 100 cards for sale is a good volume right for example we t just use that off the top of my head now if you have demand that doubles or triples the normal demand even though there's a hundred there that may satisfy the demand so it may you know with um certain things i find you can you know one compensates the other if you know if they're supposed to be even if you move one down and one up a little bit that still works to even you know you know what i mean it, i don't know if you're, you're understanding what i'm saying there but certain things you can compromise a little bit almost where you know the demand can be a little bit you know or the 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 um, amount or the the quantity can be a little bit high but as long as the demand's up there then it, it's okay you know what i mean like the levels can can um adjust each other you know and i get that mm. from um um i don't know if i ever told this in my video i used to be uh it was very very brief but i was a severe weather spotter here in in canada and i used to chase storms a little bit like uh, uh, hmm. uh thunderstorms and stuff like that and one of the things that like forecasting those storms is even though it's scientific data it's really an art form because there's 40 different variables involved in it and it's not cookie cutter that if this is at 500 and this is at 200 and this is at 100 you're going to get a tornado this could be at 500 in one storm and 300 in another, but the levels of something else is up to compensate for that, you know, like to offset it. And that's, I've noticed a lot of things that there's certain situations there where certain things can compensate for the lack of a crappy team. You know what I mean? Like a guy breaks a record, like Calvin Ridley comes on it and, you know, has a game where he catches 600 yards and, 25 catches 
well, it doesn't matter how shitty Atlanta's going to be because he just blew blew the crap out of the records and and has like one of the greatest wide receiver games ever, right? So that's that's kind of what I'm getting at, where certain things can trump certain things. You know, Calvin Ridley's oh, my hands aren't in the Calvin Ridley's team is down here, but because his performance was so high, it doesn't matter that his team is shit. It matters that he had this huge performance, and that'll drive some demand. You know, so it's it it it, it takes some time to to watch, and you got to analyze things and constantly be looking at data at, to at, to see these trends to see what things will drive cards to spike. And a lot of a lot of stuff that I did early on is I went back and look at the spikes in Com C where quarters were double. Um, sales compared to around it. And I went and tried to find, well, what happened? Did, oh, oh, you know, I can trace it back to a player got traded there during that time. Um, you know, with the backup quarterbacks, there's a huge spike in this guy. Well, he came in and played for four games during that time. That's why there's a spike. You can go back and trace a lot of these spikes and cards to events. It's just now picturing... Yeah. What events going to happen at what time? Is it going to be performance? Is it going to be the guy gets an MVP quarter? You know, like Teddy Bridgewater going to the to the Denver Broncos probably didn't up Jerry Judy's or Corton Sutton's stocks, you know, rookie cards, you know, demand that much. You put Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson come to that team. Now you're going to see some more movement on it. Well, we can trace events like that. You can you got to pick and choose. Well, is that event going to cause that rookie card to to skyrocket up, or is it going to just give it a little bit of nut? You know. Yep. So, yeah. guys, tune in next week. The Rams are on a bye this week, and then they're playing the Packers, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then the Cardinals. So, Matt Stafford's absolutely a buy low right now. Target yeah. those future events. And tune in next week as we dig into more of this advanced analytic research that we're talking about here. And we're going to try and chase more of these events to give you guys an edge chasing storms. I like it, Sean. <laughs> I love it, man. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Sure. Peace.